Hey guys. What's up, Stell here. Sarah here, and welcome to our podcast, Everyday Sex. Uh, wow. Guys, we've got so much to talk about this week. It's crazy. Yeah, it's fucked. It's been a while since we've recorded. So. Yeah. Yeah, Sal and I have been planning this week's episode for weeks. We've been talking about it and getting our thoughts on paper. And yeah, so we're excited. But before we jump in, I'll just, as a quick icebreaker, I would like to announce <laughs> formally, okay, I'd like to announce to everybody, my um, our listeners, friends, family, peers, colleagues, that I have lost my strap-on virginity. <laughs> I wish I had one of those little bobbing things. Yeah, confetti cannon. Confetti oh cannons. I was like, so jokes. Yeah, so not me wearing it, unfortunately. I believe that time will come in my life at some point. But I did use it during sex. And it's crazy that I have never used one. Um when I was with men, I didn't like penetration. So I think I just had it in my head that like, I wouldn't like a strap either. But when you're with someone that you like are sexually attracted to and you know, whether male or female, I don't know, things change. So anyways, how was it? It was good. Um, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Um, I, you know, honestly, I learned a lot from our guest, Nat. She was talking about how, when you're properly stimulated and aroused and lubricated, you actually crave penetration. And that's true. And I just don't think I ever was properly set up for that success before. Interesting. So, yeah. So I, I am, I like it. I've just used it once. Um, so. going to be a regular thing. How are we feeling? I mean, yeah, I think I would, use, yeah, I would, I would do it again. Um, yeah, I would do it again. So that's all. That's all. I just wanted to, to just hop into this episode to like fill you guys in on this exciting news. Yes. I'd like to thank everyone for their support, um, during this time. Thank you. Um, so this week we're, I'm, I'm on the couch. I'm cozy. Stell's cozy, comfortable because this week we are sharing everything we know about self-care self-care yeah (laughs) so um we've prepared lots of notes about um all different things that come to mind when we think of self-care how we practice self-care like you know just things to consider like just tons we've got a ton of stuff uh but uh, before we get into it aside from me losing my strap virginity something else exciting happened um, oh, super sick news yeah this is really big for us we're both very excited so um and i'm going to read this off so i don't mess anything up so in the spirit of our self-care week we have partnered with the blending bar aromatherapy and wellness so we've partnered with a local business she's uh based in, on vancouver island but she operates across canada so um it'll be accessible to everyone So uh, I'll introduce our partner here. So Amy Reedman, the founder of The Blending Bar, is a self-care and wellness expert and has been in the industry for over 20 years. Amy provides a refreshing blend of aromatherapy, yoga, mindfulness, and wellness coaching, both in person and online. So if you're on the island, 
uh, reach out to me. I can connect you with her. Um, I've been to a couple of her yoga classes. It's really been really, really fun. Uh, so she has been kind enough to provide an exclusive offer for our podcast listeners. From now until the end of August, you can use our discount code EGS15 for 15% off all products in the spa scent collection to go with our self-care um, theme of the week. Uh, also, okay, just to add another cool factor, Amy and I are working together to create the Everyday Sex Signature Scent. So stay tuned for that. Stella and I will bounce ideas back and forth about kind of what, what we want our scent to be like, and then it'll be available in like uh, room sprays for diffusers, roll-on bars, um, body oils. We're hoping to get candles maybe if we can. You guys, like, please have sex to our scent. Okay. Like, that, there's nothing hotter than that. Stop. That's, <laughs> that, would be, that would be the peak of our lives, and I don't think there's anything that would surper- surpass that. <laughs> our cup would be too full. We would, yeah. <laughs> Actually, we would. That would be crazy. So anyway, that's super exciting. I, Amy's super, super great. Um, she is a listener of our podcast. So I, I know she's listening to right, right now. Love you, girl. And uh, we're excited for this partnership. And we hope that our listeners take advantage of the discount code and um, get into some essential oils and other wellness stuff. So uh, I'll post more information in the show notes with links to her website, to the spa scent line, um, for the discount code and all of her other offerings. So check oh, out yeah. the show notes for that. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stella, you want to get us, now we can go in to start going into our self-care. Oh, yeah. It's self-care galore. <laughs> okay, go. Really tired today, guys. I spent the whole morning at the beach. And then it started pouring rain. It was literally, I was literally in a, a tornado pretty much of rain for like 10 minutes. And then it stopped. And so we were like, we're good. And then we went back out and then it started again. And then I was like, I'm over this. And then I got home, got dry, went outside, got soaked again, came back in. And here we are. Yeah. It's just been a long day of being wet and not the way I want to be. <laughs> I was going to say, are you planning on getting soaked later tonight? I wish. Probably <laughs> by my own doing, but it's yeah. fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's better That's fine. than nothing. Because <laughs> you know what? Self-pleasure is self-care. That's it. That's, that's right. Breach. Mm-hmm. I'm dead. Um, but yeah, so basically today we're going to be covering self-care. We're just in our PJs. We're comfy. We're cozy. Um. And we're just really going to, like, talk about what makes us feel good and what, and, like, we're going to share our things and hopefully eventually you guys can respond back with other ways to create self-care. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our first topic is what does self-care look like to you? So, Sarah, what does self-care look like to you? Um, hmm. You think I would have thought about this before sitting down to record? Um, self care for me is honestly a lot of the time proper rest, like knowing you know my limits on what I can do in a day, and saying no to plans if I don't have the energy, and 
um, getting to bed early enough. And that's hard because we're all on our phones. We're scrolling. TikTok sucks you into a time vortex every time you open it. And it is hard to, to sometimes get to bed on time and get that proper rest. But definitely sleeping well is important for me. That helps me operate. Uh, getting outside, like self-care for me, a self-care afternoon might just be sitting at the lake with my dog, watching her swim and being outdoors. Um, uh, self-care for me could be treating myself to like takeout and Netflix and chill. Oh, Stella's putting on her, <laughs> Stella's putting on her, um, her under eye masks for our self-care. Okay. Uh, I've got my, I've got my, my tea and my booby mug that I love. So I'm going all in. She's going all in. I love it. It looks good. Um, if you're watching on if you're watching on YouTube, then you can see what she's doing. But I promise listeners it's good stuff. Um, yeah, so I think just kind of being aware and um, prioritizing myself throughout the day. How would you what what about you? Interesting. Also, these are like abnormally large, I find. I feel like I've had smaller ones that don't cover my entire face. No, it looks good. But it's fine. I think it's fine. And they're kinda of like whatever. That's like a weird texture. Um, welcome. So I put on like my little. Oh my god, yes! Oh my god. Quiet. No, I don't want to wear this, but <laughs> I do wear it when I wash my face. Cute. Um, yeah, self care for me is like I'll, I'll know when I'm running low and like. I just need, like, me time fully. Like, I wake up, I go for a hike and go swim in, like, this place that I like to go. And, like, I'll swim. And then on the way back, I'll, like, run back to the car. It's, like, being outside is very good for me. And then, like, and then sometimes it depends. Like, sometimes I need to be around my friends. But other times I just need to be, like, alone and, like, just, like, listening to music and, like, watching like, just, like, spending me time alone. Like, me time and you time is, like, so important. It's it's just, like, so underrated. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'll be with my, my girls and my kitty cats. And I'll just be laying with them and watching Netflix. Like, eating my favorite snacks. Like, enjoying, like, just, like, time alone. And, like, quiet time. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important for me. Like, I do a lot. Like, I work a lot. So, like, and I'm, like, constantly talking to people. So, like having time that's like just by myself is like really really necessary for me well your work is very social like Stell works at a bar downtown ottawa obviously it's going to be taxing socially and just being on all the time so for you to go home and have that like actual quiet time is definitely important i can i can see that for sure yeah yeah um so that's kind of, yeah, that's just our, well, I think that was a, a, an opening question to this week, but we've got so many more things to discuss that we'll also dive into other um, parts of our own self-care uh, routines mm. and such. So the second thing I wrote to talk about is self-care related, but, um, and kind of relates to one of the points that I brought up, but I am personally anti-diet culture and I don't, like I could do an entire, and I think we will actually do a podcast episode in the future about body acceptance and body positivity and um, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Cause Stella and I have definitely both 
um, had our journey with that and continued to. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's ongoing, always. Always. If self-care for you, if what your body, okay, do what your body tells you to do. If your body says, I want a chocolate cake and Netflix on the couch and a, a joint and, or like a burger and fries and a milkshake, like do that. I'm just very, like, I've grown up with family that, you know, strongly encouraged counting calories and, I used to weigh myself every week. This could be, again, this could be a completely different episode about body image and um, the struggle with it. But I've just landed in this place of like, if my body wants to go and have a whole chocolate bar and a burger, I'm going to do it. Like, uh, like I'm not suggesting to be overly unhealthy all the time, but I think that we need to listen to our bodies because our bodies will also sometimes say, okay, I need a salad. Like, been a lot yeah. of pizza. that's me like it's been a lot of pizza this weekend let's mix in a little a little salad so do what your body says and if you're like me and you're anti-diet culture yeah you'll you'll allow yourself to enjoy and indulge in these foods without the constant guilt like and I knew this is yeah I'm just going to bridge around to different things but I remember at work we did an icebreaker where we went ar- around and um told everybody our guilty pleasures and I was so fucking annoyed that 90% of the people around the table mentioned a food. Why is strawberries and chocolate or, oh, peanut butter and t- on toast? Can we not associate food with guilt? Can we please stop fucking doing that? Like, why, why, like, if I want to eat a, cho- a piece of chocolate cake, I'm not going to sit at the table at work and t- tell everybody that's my guilty pleasure is chocolate or cake or fries from mcdonald's like i'm just tired of our society associating food with guilt it's just a terrible fucking way to live and it's Mm. a lot of the time how our parents have raised us to be mindful of what we're eating and watching our our weight and our you know whatever calories so anyway sorry that's a rant but the point is treat yourself when you want to and don't feel bad about it (laughs) that's all fuck it up Eat all the chicken nuggies you want. Mm-hmm. I, I devour that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of like on the same thing view. Like I, I've looked into some kind of things that are like more like stepping back from certain foods just because of like dietary problems, but like and like body, like you know what I mean, like getting sick when I eat certain things. But otherwise, like I've thought about it for sure, and I'm like, what am I doing? Like. It's just so unrealistic, and, like, for sure, some people, it works for them, but, like, it's just not something that I, it's never going to be a priority, I don't think, for me. Well, life's pretty short to be, like, like, I used to tell myself, if I'm at a family gathering and everybody's having birthday cake, I'm not going to not enjoy some with my family, because then you leave the situation feeling deprived, and then you look back on it years later, and it's, like, I awkwardly sat in the corner at so-and-so's birthday because I couldn't have that little piece of cake. Like if you want it, have it. If you don't want it, don't have it, but don't limit yourself. So it's just, Oh, I just fucking hate that. So no, I know, but I agree if it's dietary stuff, obviously like, you know, yeah, yeah. be your best advocate for yourself on what you're eating. But yeah. 100%. And I think we could, we could easily do a whole episode on, 
like I could talk for hours about my family's influence on all that for me. So anyways, yeah. anyway, let's move forward. What's our next one that we want to touch on? Uh, self-pleasure is self-care. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And not, okay. On one of the other episodes, I think the sexual independence, we talked about that. And um, I was like really promoting you know, being in touch with your body and masturbating and, um, stop. (laughs) Um, and just being sexually like aware and, and just all that kind of stuff. But then Nat did say something on the sex education episode about what self like sexual fulfillment to me will be different. And if you've never masturbated before by 30 years old that I'm, I don't, I think before I've made it seem like that's such a terrible thing. You do what is right for you. Like, yeah. right. We can't just, dis- we can't say, Oh, my, my, if you masturbate twice a week, that's pretty good. Um, anything less than that is a fail. Like, no, no, no. Everybody is totally, totally different. And we, we, uh, we understand that. No. Yeah. For sure. Is that lightning? Brother. <laughs> I almost died. It's <laughs> It's raining here too, but not not lightning. Guys, I just saw my life. Oh, I can hear the thunder. Okay, you can hear the thunder and cells. Um, yeah, so it's real rainy over here and thundering. Um, anyways, yeah, I'm a big advocate for self pleasure, obviously. <laughs> Love it. Um,. Yeah, sometimes I go through phases of, like, not doing it for a while. And then I'll be like, man, like, why am I being mean to myself? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it makes me feel good. It, 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 It literally sometimes relieves my headaches. Like, if I can't sleep, I'll do the deed and I'll get sleepy and I'll pass the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like I wake up, I'm pretty horny when I wake up. So I'll wake up and then I'll be like, I got to get down to business. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's, it's like a morning thing for me. I don't know. Like, and if I don't, I'm like, I feel like I've like missed something in my morning routine. <laughs> yeah. No, I can, I remember when I was waitressing, uh, I would work some split shifts, like yeah. you know, breakfast and and then come back for the dinner shift. And I remember almost always I would be masturbating in between because it would it would it like reduces stress. Like oh my god, it's like, unbelievable. If I was feeling sick, like even like there's been times where I'm like I have a anyway, well, it's a whole other thing, but like an anxiety induced like nausea situation in my life. But I could be feeling nauseous or sick, or a headache, or a sore this, or that, and you masturbate, and you feel better. Like, there, it's a release in your body that your body needs sometimes, if you're into that, if you're, if you practice that sort of um, thing. Yeah, 100%. Like, I just think it's so, like, necessary in self-care, like, love yourself, be good to yourself, like, fucking, like, make yourself feel good. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like, and it feels good to like. I mean, but for us, when we're speaking for ourselves, but it feels good to touch yourself in that way, like, and being sensual and sexy and 
all that kind of thing without just like, like the, like almost foreplay with yourself, like, yeah. and, and just being aware of your, your, your gen- genitals, your, well, for vulva owners, like just touching and feeling and getting more acquainted with everything going on down there. And um, yeah, it's like, it's just very nice to feel connected to your body like that. For sure. For sure. And that is definitely self care. And so yeah. we, we understand too, that like there are people that were raised on the ideology that masturbation and sex and all that is so bad. And, and, you know, Julian mentioned something in the sex education episode that I found really interesting about how okay. he gets off he gets off really fast and he thinks it's because when he was young, when he would be masturbating, it had to be really fast, like get it done, get it over with because I shouldn't be doing it anyways. And so now even in his adult sex life, he's mm-hmm. fine. He finishes really fast. And that's super interesting. I wasn't raised religious, but I get it. Um, that breaking out of the mentality that it's wrong is hard and that's a process and it, it's not going to happen overnight. So yeah, no, I totally get it. That's wild. Yeah, I totally forgot he said that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, the next one is I super, super relate to this. So when we talk about self-care, um, a lot of us are people pleasers. A lot of us are um, caretakers for others. And we've we know... I know whatever that we've, we've learned that you cannot help others if you're not properly helping yourself. So I also wrote care for the caretaker. So, um, especially if you're in a role of real caretaking, like you've got us, like I grew up with a sick parent or your partner or whoever it may be a grandparent, you can't give them all of you. Like you have to be able to number one, be taking care of yourself before expending your energy to others but also knowing the limit you know yeah 100 percent. no i uh yeah i feel like i i'm a big like i feel like i do that a lot where like i will fill my cup of taking care of people like past my limit just because like i'm like I gotta, I gotta do it. Mm-hmm. And then I end up just like drained, like just gassing myself out, myself out. And then I'm just like, I don't even want to talk to anybody. Like I, you know, and it's like, I'm not useful in that sense. Like I need to like, it's like really important to know like when you're capable of listening and when you're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And being honest with yourself and with others when like, cause if you've, poured all of yourself into someone else's cup to help them what use are you really because after that then you're empty and now you're exhausted and now what help are you to the other person or any other people and this applies for sure to yeah to people with kids like you can't like you're giving yourself to them selling i don't have kids but i can i can imagine you're giving all of yourself to them every second of the day. You need to make time. And I, I, it's easier said than done. And look, it's coming from someone with a, just a dog. And that's a very different situation. But you need to allow time to to reset, to recoup, to, you know. Just, no, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I'm on that board as well. Like, on that, like, you know, 
Yeah, I couldn't even imagine. Like, I actually watched a TikTok video today that this, uh, I want to know what this couple is. Um, so I'll shout them out so you can see the video. Um, where is it? Basically, um, she says something to her husband. Um, and she's like, just like a, a mom who just had a baby, right? It's stressful. It's hard. And, oh, I hope it pops up. And she's like in the bathroom with him. And she says like, I like, she just like, it's like also important. Like, I feel like to remind people that they're important in your life. I feel like that's like a big self-care thing is like also like being told that too is like and reminding yourself that you're important i find uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. um and like when you were mentioning the mother's thing where is it i'm like i really want to find this but i can't find it but anyways but anyways so basically she's like in the bathroom and she looks at her husband and she's like hey i just want you to know that you are helping so much by like going to the baby when it's when they're crying, feeding them, changing them, and like giving me the time to like take a shower and be alone. And like, and she's like, you're taking care of your girls. And it like, it makes me feel sexy and good because like I'm able to take care of myself because you're taking care of us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's so important. Like, you know what I mean? Like, as a, as a mother, like, I feel like I obviously don't know, but, like, I could only imagine, like, how much harder it is for self-care when you have kids. Mm-hmm. Well, when do you have the time? Like, really? I, I, I find myself busy enough and my life revolves around my dog. So, but imagine having two kids that need to go to school and need a lunch and need help and need all these things or a baby baby that's like a 24-7 job. When are you making time for any type of self-care, including self-pleasure and sex with your partner? Like we, we could probably do an episode on that itself. Like how to make time for sex in a busy life. Like, and how important that is. It's a big, like, it's a huge sex and this, maybe not for everybody. So I'm not saying everybody needs to be like this, but for me, sex is a hugely important to a relationship and the overall function. And also like, I realize this is kind of on this uh, note, not really, but I am so, I am a way better person when I'm well fucked. (laughs) Like, honestly, like being sexually fulfilled, I'm higher spirits. Like I'm just like a better, I'm nicer to be around if I'm properly fucked. And then, and I I just think that's not too much to ask, like from a partner. Wait, I'm just gonna no keep talking. I'm gonna close this window because I don't want the rain getting you. Yes, yes. Okay. Storm, <laughs> storms. Coast, yeah. coast, big storms. Um. Anyway, yes, I believe a well fucked individual is uh their best self. That's the point on that one. Um. And I prioritize that. And anybody who's dated me knows that I do prioritize that a lot. And if I don't feel fulfilled, I'm vocal about it. And I encourage everybody to be vocal about it. If you aren't feeling fulfilled in your sex life, um, I actually have a note somewhere written that Stella and I could do an entire episode on sexual communication because it is hard. And I think that's 
a big conversation to, to have, but anyway, I encourage everybody to be selfish in the way that you're, you prioritize your sex and your pleasure and your fulfillment. And I would get it tattooed. Like everybody knows I'm like a big <laughs> in person and promoter for um, sexual fulfillment in a relationship and alone. But yeah, anyways, uh, okay. So I think learning how to actually relax, I guess that kind of goes in with like, like can't be there if you can't be like, you know what I mean? Can't be there if you can't be there for like yourself. Well, I wrote, so I wrote this one because lately my anxiety has been really bad and, oh, sorry, let me just reset here. Um, my anxiety has been really bad and I'm finding, I'm sure so many people can relate to this. Uh, our attention spans are getting shorter and shorter and shorter from a marketing perspective. If you don't catch the user's attention on TikTok or wherever within three seconds, you won't, that's done. Like whatever I produce on TikTok, if let's say for a company or something needs to be eye catching in three seconds, otherwise the person keeps scrolling because we're all on this instant, instant gratification thing. So I find that my attention span is so short and I'm feeling like I need to be constantly doing a lot at once. So for example, I'll have the TV on my laptops open and I'm doing some, whatever, some podcast work or whatever. And I'm on my phone scrolling Instagram and I literally can't, I often lately, now that I've realized it, I'll sit and try to actually just look at the TV and watch the movie that I just put on. And I can't, I'm on my phone, 30 seconds. I'm on my phone. I just, I need all this stimulation at once. And I think a lot of people, our generation are experiencing this with all the social media and and everything. So the note about learning how to actually relax, because I think that's why I'm having trouble relaxing and why I have been so anxious is because my mind is scattered so much. So I think finding a practice that works for you, whether it be meditation, mindfulness, walking in nature, um, like laying out and watching the stars, like, I don't know, like just going for a bike ride, going for a drive and listening to music. I mean, don't space out too much when you're driving, of course, but finding where you can actually sink into like a full relaxed state and then incorporating that into your self-care routine is important, I think. Yeah, I think that's really important. You're right. Yeah, I actually kind of agree with you on that. Like, I, I never realized, but I do have, like, everything open all the time. I just, like, I don't know. Sometimes I can watch a whole thing, but then, like, I'm so... I See, my problem is, is that when I'm, like, interested in someone or something, like... I'll always look at my phone as I'm like, do they text me? I wonder if they text me. Like, oh my God, do they text me? So I'll try and relax. But I'm just so caught up in being like, right? Not like, like no, I'm not trying to say I'm seeing anyone, but it's like, but even like, it's like I'm hopeful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like hopeful that someone's going to text me. No one's going to fucking text me ever. So well, <laughs> maybe Sarah's sending me a fucking voice note or something, but. Stell texted me the other day and said, sometimes I go back and listen to the voice notes you sent because they're actually fucking crazy or something like that. <laughs> oh my God. I do. 
I do send you some reckless, <laughs> reckless. So that's like, if I need a good laugh or something, I'll just listen to it. Like one of them, because I'm thinking it because I'm using this mug right now and I'm going to expose the fuck out of myself <laughs> so hard right now. But I remember one that we laughed a lot. I so wait, wait, can I just play the voice note? You, how are you gonna find it? I have it. The boob I, mug I, one. What? The one about this mug. Yeah, that was fucked. I still feel <laughs> that way, but I just it was fucked. <laughs> I okay. Let's talk about something else, and I'm gonna find it. Okay, we'll circle back on my breast mug. Um, if you're listening, I'm drinking my tea out of a handmade mug from a pottery place in Squamish, BC. And it has two thick, juicy boobs on it. And I love it. And then there's a little weird story to go along with that that Stella's going to try to expose. Um, Because I'm weird freak. But um, okay. Do you have it? No, no, I'm still going back. We talk a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we do. Um... Okay. Oh, God. That's so funny. <laughs> I can just tell them. I don't... I can just... Oh, no, I just found another voice note about... <laughs> <laughs> no no exposing names of these folk. <laughs> Fuck. Holy shit. Don't kill me. Okay. Well, let's... Um, okay. Next thing. Okay, so the next note we wrote, so as you guys can tell, Stella and I have a shared note on um, like on our iPhones and we write down our theme of the week and then throughout a few days, we just add in like little bullet points of what we want to uh, touch on in the episode. So mm-hmm. the next thing, and as you know, it's all about self-care this week. So the next thing we wrote is healing looks different for everyone and everyone's timeline is different. So what I would say about that is exactly that there's no timeline whether you're going through a breakup or grieving some uh, losing a loved one or lost a job or all of these things that happen in life there is no set like oh you guys broke up three months ago you should be over it don't ever listen to that that type of advice because that's not true it looks different for everyone maybe it's three weeks maybe it's three months um i talked to a girl over the weekend about how she was feeling like even though her relationship is still current, she's still in a relationship. She feels like she's been separating herself and like broken up in her mind months ago. And so, um, and that happens a lot with women where we kind of break up in our head and then it might take a few months before it actually like we're confident and we make decisions and, and the split happens. But by that time, you've already kind of mourned the relationship in that time period. I definitely experienced that when I came out and and left my long-term partner. But um, so anyway, my point there is maybe you break up and two weeks later you find someone new, like just don't feel boxed in to like, well, no, uh, we broke up on April 5th and now I can start dating on this next day. Like life happens. You might meet someone the next day. Maybe it's a year Maybe like it's just, there's no set schedule. So don't ever feel pressured or feel like you're behind or feel like you should have made more progress by now because you're doing amazing and it'll happen when it's meant to happen. Thoughts? (laughs) I feel like I'm a little behind on that sometimes. Like I like still 
like I'm like, oh, what's this? Like, how does this person, you know, so quickly after me? But then I forget. I'm Philip Chuck. Also, I didn't find it, so you could tell the story. Oh, okay. Um, okay, right. So, so <laughs> pit stop on this conversation. I have a coffee mug that I just mentioned with big, juicy breasts on it, and I randomly, who knows <laughs> what even time of day, but probably in the morning because I was drinking coffee. I told Stell that I sent a voice clip and I said, Hey, I don't know if this is weird, but I find that <laughs> I find that, Oh now I can't say, I find that when I play with the nipples on the mug, I feel like I kind of feel something like in myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I realize how weird it is when I see it. But in myself. Oh my god! I, I like and honestly, this whole. So we're forty minutes into this episode. I've been fondling the nipples the whole time. <laughs> I'm not even gonna cap. No cap, guys. Like, I just. So I'm just gay. Like, I'm just gay. Let's be real. I just. My God, I love love playing with boobs. You're oh so my good. God. Have you ever sucked on nipples before outside of oh. childhood? Oh. <laughs> Wait, sorry. <laughs> that, that is fucked. That was too far. And I actually may edit that out. <laughs> that was a mess. But how is it not just like the best? Like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, it's me. I, I really enjoy it, to be honest. Um, yeah anyway I play with the nipples on my mug and it makes me feel a type of way and that is weird and that's it (laughs) moving forward what's our next uh topic to hit Um, well we're talking about healing looks for everyone okay so well so you were saying that you sometimes feel like you're behind so what do you well no I meant to say that like I think I'm kind of still learning that in others I think, like, sometimes I find myself being, like, how could she have just moved on after a month and a half? You know? Mm-hmm. And now she's dating someone new and, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, like, doesn't make sense. And, like, you're right. Healing takes time for everyone. Like, usually I'm, like, a serial monogamous. Like, I love being in relationships. This is the longest I've been single because this last relationship was so concrete and so special to me that... I like owed it out of respect to myself and to her and our relationship to like really grasp and like figure out what the fuck I'm doing in relationships. And cause clearly I'm doing something wrong cause it usually ends up like, I know it's not all my fault, but like it usually ends up being the same problem every, th- every single time or like roughly the same things. And I, I do the same thing every time in every relationship and I'm, really problematic at the start because I have like so many abandonment issues and I wasn't really abandoned. I just like didn't have the greatest childhood, but it's like, and that's like, whatever, a whole other story. But so like healing from relationship is so important, but also like healing your inner child is like so insane into that. Like, I feel that after this last relationship, I really, like, heard my inner child being, like, please, like, it's enough. Like, you can't keep doing this because it's, like, literally, like, killing you. 
and you need to like you need you like just need to like figure your shit out so you can finally have a good love because like you really deserve it and like you need to stop playing the victim your whole life i guess and like thinking like every like you know and, and trying to be manipulative and gaslight people because like you have these childhood problems and you don't want to figure them out and like i guess i don't know to each their own but like that's how i felt where i was like i have some issues from childhood that i just didn't want to deal with mm-hmm. and that like it just reflected in every single relationship and so after this last like before this ex i went to i started going to therapy like religiously because my the, my two exes ago was like a really really bad relationship and it was really traumatic and abusive and like and that was a really big healing process for me that was like at the beginning of me wanting to get better and have more meaningful relationships and i still got into something like fairly quickly after like it was a couple months after and like and then I ended that and then like within the week I started seeing my last ex and then like I dated her for two years and that relationship was so meaningful to me that like (laughs) (laughs) what was that I I hope that came out on the mic because I, guess I heard it. So it was a truck just breaking, and that was the longest <laughs> break of my life. Oh my god! Oh my god! Anyways, yeah. So big healing process, and I was like, I owe it to myself to really take some time and like figure out what the fuck's going on and like heal. So like. I went on a two week bender and then I tried to have like a hoe phase because I wanted to have one. And I thought that was a part of my healing process to be like, I wanted to have my villain era. Of course. (laughs) And I've never really been good at that because like I have so many feelings (laughs) all the time and I love love and Sarah can vouch for this, but I'm a sucker, a goddamn sucker, like always. (laughs) Um, and yeah, so like, I just like, I don't know, like I just needed to chill out. And as long as I've been single, it's been a year and like roughly around this time a year and I went back to therapy and I like got sober for a little bit. And then like, long as I've been single my entire life, like it's just crazy. I got sober for a little bit at the start but it felt more like for my ex because I just wanted to like be like, hey, look at me, like, you know? And like, I think that is still part of the healing process. Like, you know what I mean? Like you go through so many like phases of healing till you're finally really healed. And like, I'm like, are you, I'm, I'm not really sure you're fully healed. Like, I think everyone's always just like growing and healing. And I think it's just like a lifetime pr- like process. Yeah. So like, I don't know, like, I, I did all that, and I got I got a job that I realized that I used to, like, judge so much as I was like, who wants to do, like, a nine-to-five, like, those suck, like, whatever. I'm never gonna, you're never gonna catch me doing that, and now, like, I have an amazing day job with these amazing children, and now not having it during the summer now, I'm, like, I'm struggling, and here I am having to learn to heal from something else that I didn't know I was gonna have to heal from because I didn't think it was gonna impact me as much. Mm-hmm. Like, 
having structure was extremely good for me and helped in my healing process. So now that I don't have structure, I don't have a eight to three job anymore, like every day, Monday to Friday, like it's hard to create structure and a routine without having something forcing it almost, you know? And Mm -hmm. so like, I was like, what do I need to do? So I got sober again and like, I'll be 50 days sober tomorrow. And it's like, I, I don't think I've actually really gone this sober and like for this long without like being like, without it being COVID, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, so like that, I think I still had. So I, I think I had either made a note or I had mentally made a note for you to, to include sobriety in our self-care discussion. So maybe you can like, zone in on that because there are definitely listeners that I'm sure have tried like I've never drank so I'm not a person for this conversation but like maybe just expand a little bit on like how okay first of all you're not just going to say I'm 50 days sober and pass it over like I'm not about to throw a fucking <laughs> celebration party like where's my confetti cannon if you, you know? <laughs> like that's huge like I've been your friend for so long so I, I know that that's a really big deal but um, yeah, maybe like for our listeners, kind of just give us a little bit more information on how and why you're doing that. And like, yeah, like how, how, how to do it and stick with it, because I'm sure people are listening right now who have done to day 10, to day 15, to day 500, or maybe five, that's a lot, but, and then fallen back. So okay. anyway, what's your, what's your advice on that? Um, people still ask me like, Oh, well, like, is there a personal choice? Like, how long are you doing for? And I'm like, honestly, like, I, I don't really know. Like, I think I originally went into this, like, being, like, just for, like, a month or something. And then I just, like, I don't know. I just, like, stopped being hard. And, like, for sure when I have hard days, like, I feel like I want to drink. But I just, I just like, passed through my brain maybe, like, once. Or maybe twice, and then I'm fine. Um, and it's just kind of like, oh, okay. Um, it's just kind of like, uh, I don't know, like a feeling that just kind of, it just gets better. I don't know. It just does. Like, I actually was really sick at the start of it. I didn't realize I was really sick. I just kept getting really bad headaches. Uh, and I, I, I now I talked to my mom about it the other day and I was like, you know, I'm kind of thinking about it. And I'm like, I think that might be it. Like, maybe I was like, I don't know. I wasn't, oh, I don't know. But like, I feel good. Like, I, I don't drink. Like, I, I just drink virgin stuff now. And everyone's like, what? You weren't drunk that night? And I thought you were like so, having so much fun. And I'm like, yeah, I was just like completely sober. Like, I'm California sober or whatever. Because I'm still just like smoking weed, obviously. What is, um, sorry, what was that term? California sober? California sober. And that's when you don't drink, but you still smoke. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's it's interesting. Tough. Like I do mushrooms and stuff sometimes, but oh, I don't. Okay. So sober. Yeah. Okay. That's a cool like, just From alcohol. Cause that is my, some people do all of them because they find when they stop the problem, the one big problem maker, other things become a problem. Mm-hmm. So, so far I'm okay. I don't feel the need to do that, mm-hmm. but I just like, I think you just need to surround yourself by people like from people that like that are going to like support you and like 
I found something that was super cool. I went out with some friends, went for drinks, and like my like the server was grabbing an order, and they're like, "Oh no, no, she doesn't drink." And like I, at first, I was kind of like, "Oh, it's whatever," but also I was like, "Yeah." And then they're like, "Are you sure?" And like I've had friends who like just like check up on me during the mm-hmm. night, and they're like, "Hey, are you cool to be around all this alcohol? Like, are you okay? Like, how are you feeling?" And I'm like, "Thanks, thanks for checking in. Like, that's actually really helpful." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like. It's, that's just like super super helpful and yeah, i don't know it's nice it's it's great to fucking see and hear and it's helpful and i don't know sometimes i think it might be permanent i kind of really enjoy how i'm doing and i feel really good and i'm really happy and i you know i saw my ex-girlfriend at a concert last week and I was pretty terrified, but also, like, I don't know. There was a sense over me that was like, hey, like, you have no idea the person that I am now. And, like, I have no idea the person you are right now. And, like, I'm happy you're, you're, you're happy, and I wish you could be happy for me. I don't think she really likes me, so I don't, I don't think she wishes anything poor on me, but I also don't think she gives a shit about anything, like, in that sense. Um, so like, I don't know. I was like, I was sober at this concert that like last year, a year ago, we were in the middle of a breakup and like, I was drunk and wasted and like, couldn't make good decisions. And like, I think about it now where I'm like, man, like my decision making is pretty fucking logical now. Uh It's like, I'm just not wasted all the time. Um, but yeah, that's, I don't know. That's kind of really how I feel. Yeah. Uh, I I would, I'm going to you know, say to our listeners to like, I'm What's sure. That? Yeah. Keep talking. Sure. Um, I'm going to offer up Stell on this without her permission, but if you're struggling with this, anybody who's listening and you'd like some advice, I'm sure Stell would be that for you and would, would be around to discuss um, this journey because, you know, you can watch all the YouTube videos and all the life coaches and all the, you know, Ted talks and shit, but talking to somebody that's like real and like approachable and understands, like, trust me, Stella gets it. Like she's really had her journey with alcohol. And so if you are someone that could use some, someone to talk to, I can, I can too, but I still has more um, experience as she's doing it right now. So I just want yeah. to offer up that support. If well, needs it. I found something funny yesterday. I went to the farmer's market and uh, I like walked. I, I used to like when I was drinking, I love cider. Like I'm a sucker for cider. I love it. When we went to Squamish, I had fucking tray of cider. Mm-hmm. It was so good. It's like one of my favorite things to drink. And I went to the farmer's market and I just saw a table. And this guy selling like, like local cider and I was like I'll grab two of those and I was like I don't know why I'm buying alcohol because I don't drink anymore but like for my guests I guess and I don't know like at least for now like I don't really care for it but it's just chilling in my fridge now and I'm like why did I do that but also like I don't really care do you think that it's temp does that tempt you at all or no no I, I think I, I thought it was I think other people think it does and to some people it does but I don't know I feel decent like i work around alcohol every day almost oh that's true that's like, true it's not I, I make like dealer's choices which is like 
where it allows me to be completely creative. So like, I just ask the, I go over, I'm like, Hey, like, so I heard you want to grab a dealer's choice. Like what's your base liquor? Like, do you want vodka, tequila, rum? You know what I mean? And then they tell me what kind of they like. They like it fruity, sweet, tart, smoky, sour. And then if they want it to be floral or kind of like, like a margarita twist or like a something like that. I just like do it all by smell now. Mm-hmm. And it's like so challenging, but so good. And I, I have yet to make anything that doesn't taste good. Mm-hmm. And like all my coworkers are like, this is so cool. So like, cause I just make them try it. And I'm like, is it good? And they're like, this is unreal. And I'm like, yeah, it smelled really good. Like uh-huh. I, th- I thought it was going to taste good because it smelled good. Cause you're not, you're and, not tasting them anymore. Right. Yeah, I'm not tasting them anymore. And I used to I like always try my drinks to make sure it tasted good, but now I'm not. So and like actually the other two like main bartenders in this in the in, at my job, um, they're also sober. Hmm. Like I have like there's like the, the the bar manager for like the basement bar, the main bar and the rooftop. And I'm not the rooftop, but I I work there enough to like be like that's my bar, you know what I mean? Um, but the other two, they are also sober. Another guy's been sober for like a couple years, and then the the girl, she's like been recently sober. I think it's been like a. Lo- I think the last time I saw her post, she posted only about like ninety days. I think, mm-hmm. and like she's done. She's done for good. She's made that choice. Like, yeah, you know, and like I, I remember one day sitting with her at the bar and being like, man, like I was wasted, and she was not obviously. I was like, man, I wish I could do what you're doing. I just don't think I could do it. Like, I just want a nice, like, fucking drink, you know? Like, blah, blah. And then I was like, but, you know, like, props to you. Like, whatever. And, like, here I am. Like, I'm, just, I'm, I'm almost two months sober, and, like, I feel insane. So, like, who knows? Maybe I will start drinking again when I feel like I want to. But, like, I don't really feel like I want to. So I'm just kind of chilling, to be honest. Well, that's fantastic, and congratulations to tomorrow's 50-day mark. And, yeah, if anybody wants to talk more about that and that journey, yeah. reach out to us or to Stell or to me, and we can talk more about that. Um, okay, the next one is... Oh, the next one, that's so funny. What? That was actually, like, the next topic, so Friday, like, before... I wrote it. I wrote it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I wrote it here, so I would like keep track of it. Um, okay, uh, the next thing that we wrote is um, knowing your warning signs when you're approaching fatigue or burnout. So yeah. that means knowing when you need to like take a step back and look at your life or what you do in a day or the commitments you have and start prioritizing like what maybe you shouldn't be doing or what is too much. Like just knowing like, and knowing the signs like, um, well, I mean, being tired all the time would be the first sign to say, okay, like why obviously there's medical reasons for that sometimes and, or, or, you know, what you're eating. And there's so many factors to that. And then actual mental health concerns, which we're not saying like, oh, you know, just do, just meditate. But um, knowing when you need to take a break, like 
you know, like once in a while, I'll, um, one of my friends is like, oh, let's do this this weekend. And at first I'm like, yeah, that sounds really fun. And then as the week progresses, I'm like, you know, I don't feel up to it. And it's mature and very acceptable to make that call. You're not letting anyone down because if you show up exhausted, you're not helping anyone anyways. So knowing when to say, you know what, I'm, I'm pretty tired. I think I need the weekend to really just reset and, and yeah, knowing those warning signs, feeling tired all the time, feeling like you're not performing well at work, feeling like you're not showing up in your relationship, showing like not showing up for your family, whatever it is, Mm. being able to stay ahead of it before you're actually in a burnout phase, because it takes quite a while to regain your footing and get back on track when you actually run yourself completely into the ground. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely felt like the physical problems of that. Like you get so sick and you just get exhausted. It's so draining. It's like you just hit a wall. Like, mm-hmm. and it's so important to like put on, like put boundaries and like know your triggers. Like, so like you know what I mean? your triggers and your like warning signs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so important because like if you just blow past them, like it's just so draining. Mm-hmm. and like oh man you don't deserve that you know what I mean like yes you don't deserve that well and that's self-care like making you know knowing and protecting yourself from actual burnout because then all of a sudden you're out of you're not at work at all because you actually can't even get out of bed and then you know then financially you're going to be stressed and it all just kind of uh echoes into other things so yeah um Okay. Uh, the next one, go ahead. Introvert versus extrovert. So yeah. I think, okay. So the next three that we wrote are all kind of one topic. Yeah. Now that I'm seeing this, I think all of them could go together. Yeah. So, um, so the three that we have are introvert versus extrovert, monitoring your social battery and knowing which people and situations drain your battery rather than replenish it. So I think a lot of us can identify whether we're introvert or extrovert. I think more often than not, we're a little bit of both. Is anybody really ever one thing? Is anybody really straight? (laughs) (laughs) I always say that. Exactly. So um, I can say, like, I know that I recharge alone. I just, just this weekend had a really, really great weekend with two girlfriends that came and stayed with me and hosting is a lot of work. It's busy and it's, 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 you know, like it's busy and it it is draining in a way, um, obviously fulfilling because we're having fun and making memories and such. But I knew on Thursday of last week, today we're recording, it's a sun, it's Sunday. I mean, sorry, it's Monday today. (laughs) I don't even know what day it is, but before even having my guests, I knew not to make plans on Monday today because I know that I need time after being extrovert 24 seven for three days to be on my own and to recharge. I recharge with my dog out on the trail, watching a movie, laying in bed, sleeping in, sitting on the patio with a a coffee. Like I know how to read how I best recharge. And just knowing that knowing um knowing knowing how you recharge and you kind of mentioned that a, a, a earlier in this conversation that you were like prioritizing that alone time yeah 
I always like even like every partner like when I have partners I'm always like yo like have your you time like just make sure to make time for that because it's so important like especially in like relationships you know what I mean like you time is still super important because like self-care is just not not it's not an ending thing it's an ongoing thing Mm -hmm. and that you time could be self-pleasure as well and Nat touched on this I'm constantly going back to things she said and in, in conversations in person with people that listen to the podcast, we talk about all the amazing things that she taught us, but like just cause you're in a relationship doesn't mean you can't masturbate. And I've been in relationships where I felt that like, and I can, I, and I am, I'm, I can think of times and I can say this now because I don't, I, I don't feel this way anymore, but I've been in relationships where, finding out that he was masturbating while I was at work, that bothered me. Cause I'm like, well, you have me like, what, what, why would you need anything else? And, and, and whatever. But Nat taught us a lot about that in that, in one of our, that previous episode that even though your partner's there, sometimes it's nice to not be relying on them. Like, right. And um, that alone time that you have to recharge could be that. And that doesn't mean you're not in love with your partner. And that doesn't mean you're not sexually fulfilled by them. It just means that you're also in touch with yourself sexually, which we, as you know, we find very important. No, hundred percent. So, oh, wow. No, I, I totally agree with you on everything you just said there. And then the, the last kind of point was, which I've just learned this, um, this whole thing in recent times since moving here, knowing which which friends drain your social battery and which ones not even replenish it but just don't drain it like we have friends that we hang out with and you kind of just know it's you're going to be holding another phrase i just learned holding space for someone like when you go to hang out with a friend that's going through a hard time it's kind of implied that you'd be holding space for them where for them to be doing the talking and doing the venting and doing the, the, the needing of your attention and, and things ebb and flow, you know, it's going to go back and forth. The same as in a relationship. It's not always 50, 50. Sometimes it's 90, 10, sometimes it's 60, 40. Like we know, we understand that, but kind of just knowing, like knowing what friends you can just sit with and just be knowing what friends you can just be in the same room and be enjoying each other's company without needing to be like, what are we going to talk about next? So awkward silences. What should we do? I don't want to just sit with them. Like we need to go out and do something. We need to be like having this, like this constant like um, expelling of energy in order to make, to have spend time with someone. There are friends like that and we love them and we're going to have a great time. We're going to do all these things. It's going to be great. Love them all. But there are, it's also just important to have those friends that you can just exist with that aren't taking from you, even that nobody takes intentionally, but no. Yeah. yeah. I, that's, that's, yeah. I definitely like have certain friend groups for certain things. That's a good one too. Different yeah. friendships for different things, knowing who you want, who is going to be the best person to go to the bar with versus the best person to go shopping with, or the best person to drive across the country with. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just those kind yeah. of things. Like I, I recently was like, not recently, actually, this is a while ago, but I remember being like, you know, there's some people that I'd go to this place and there's some people I'd go to this place with. Like, yeah. And those are two completely different nights. 
Yeah. And one is gonna be a wasted fucking night and the other is gonna be a farmer's wine day with like farmers market, oysters, like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. and that's what I like doing. And really similarly similarly the situations knowing that like like i know i don't want to go to the bar i know that i'm now old enough to stop trying to act like i want to do that i don't want to do that like we can get takeout and go eat at the beach i don't even want to be at a restaurant really i don't like it like but i know going to a restaurant and sitting at a table and doing all that will drain my battery i know that so either i do it because everybody wants to do it and i just make it work and it's i obviously have a good time it's fine or I know those are the situations kind of to avoid. And what can I do differently? Like even my guests that were here this weekend, they mentioned like, oh, we could go to this this brewery or this pub or whatever. And I kind of just said, yes, we could. Or we can get takeout pizza and I'll take you guys to the beach, nice private beach spot. And we can sit by the ocean and have dinner there. And they were super excited about that. And I just, because I knew I'm going to be a better host if I'm somewhere that I actually want to be, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point for sure. Yeah, I get that. And for you, like you said, you know which friends you want to go to the farmer's market with and which friends you want to, well, you're not drinking right now, but previously, yeah. who would be yeah. asked to go do that kind of thing with? Exactly, for sure. And uh, I think it's, I didn't really think about that before, I find, but now I really am. And like, for the last year I have been trying to figure that out and it's like it's a process for sure though. Yeah. It's, it's important. I think it's important. Yes. Okay. Our uh, next thing is okay, I wrote this. I was really I was really high one day. <laughs> I was very stony baloney. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think that's what you say all the time are you stony baloney do i say that i should say that but okay go ahead what is it read it Um, it's how do you grow i don't know i find i've been like you know what i mean does that make sense like it's like a what i'm trying to say is like what do you like what are things that you do that when you're done doing or not even done doing just when you consistently do it you start to feel like, wow, like I really feel like I've become like a whole different person. Or that you're moving towards who you had somebody that I really want to be, you know? So I guess the question is how, how do you, what little things can you do or big things that bring you closer to the person you are aspiring to be? That's what I take away from it. So my first thought and note that I thought of when I saw that you wrote that was uh, constantly learning. And I don't even do this very well. So this is something I I would like to do more. But like, I never read. That's just like a big flaw of mine. I just have never been into reading. Stella reads a lot, but um, I I should read more. I should do, or I would like to start doing more of the trainings that they offer through my work, whether it be something I am passionate about or not, just being like constantly learning and evolving as a person. And about whatever, about, about things that are to do with your career, about politics, if that's what you want, things going on in the world, just constantly being open to new information, which in turn, then also another important thing about that is being able, like, we can change our opinions. 
You can have gone your whole life being religious and make the decision. You know what? That doesn't align with my values anymore. And I, now I, I, I'm going to move towards something different and, and being just, just being open to constantly learning and evolving your thoughts. I think that's a Mm -hmm. way that I personally feel I can be growing. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's like, wow. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's just these like little things, right? Like, um, like I, I play video games with my brother and like, it's so like small, but like letting, like, I'm not an angry person ever. And I've never really been. And when I play video games, like I just like release, like, re- like just, just release the like, I don't know. Like I get so like frustrated in this game because I'm not accurate at it. Um, and and uh, like I'm angry, and and then I like feel like I've let off some steam in a healthy way, you know, told some people off because I died. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like I don't know, like. I just like, and then I get frustrated with my brother and then we get in little fights and it's just funny because it keeps me close to him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that's like, that's important to me is having my family around and like constantly talking to them. And it, it's like a little thing I always make sure to do. I don't reach out to them as much as they'd like, but I, I it's a process. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, yeah, like doing stuff like that and then being outside, like today going swimming, like. I've been really enjoying swimming recently and like, so I've been like hiking and swimming and going and all this stuff. And like, I'm just trying to like read more, be outside. And like, I want to look into some new opportunities and like, I just like like being alone and learning new music and like just doing things like alone is really good for me. Like I just overall being alone and in order to grow is like so important it's like mm-hmm. the only person that you can count on at that in that moment is like yourself. You really gotta like you gotta explore, right? Like, unless like otherwise you're just never gonna like know new things. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, and there's no value in being like not willing to learn and to have your opinion changed. Like there's nobody wants like stubborn being stubborn. Like you're not going to grow if you're stubborn. So learning to be, to grow out of that and growing out of your ego in order to grow. And, and like I'll often, I've found in my adult life, I often will say, even just in the last couple of years, I'll say, and I've said it on this podcast, I don't know enough about that subject to have an opinion that does not make me less than like, that's, real that's growth in itself for me to say okay like I'll participate in this conversation whether like I don't know really much about like politics and things like that but I'll just right off the bat say I don't really know so I'm not going to you know state any opinion but I'll listen and I'll learn and that's growth um as opposed to when you're in your early 20s and you have to know everything when you're 60 and you know everything like being now at 27 um being able to say, no, I really don't know shit. <laughs> I don't know yeah. shit, <laughs> but I want to learn. So the, I think, I think our, our highlight on the growth question is 
being open to learning all the time. Yeah, I think, yeah. It's just like, I don't think you're ever going to stop. You got to always yeah. learn. Uh, our next point is um, affirmations and manifestation. So I definitely agree that this would be, this is self-care um, discussion here. And I've re probably in the last few years moved more into a spiritual space. And so these words obviously come up in that mindfulness, meditation, you know, affirmations, all that. I think as far as affirmations go, I think that self-talk is important to self-care. Like the way you speak to yourself, your inner voice is how is such a big reflection on your emotions and like not beating yourself up, like waking up and you don't, and maybe you don't say it out loud. Maybe it's just in your head or maybe you're listening to an affirmation or manifestation, like audio track, but just speaking kindly to yourself, reminding yourself that you are loved, you are beautiful, you are smart, you are all those things saying, looking in the mirror and saying those things out loud feels good. Like certainly not at causing any harm to your mental yeah. health. So I, I'm, I'm a believer in, in affirmations and then similarly, manifesting things like you it's all about the law of attraction and and putting out what you want to be like what you're looking for and and um you know manifesting your future and putting out good energy into the universe can't do anything bad you know no 100 percent. i agree on that yeah um i don't know much about i find like that subject or either one of those subjects, like I find I hear a lot about it. Um, I find I'm like slowly trying to get into it, but it's something that doesn't really come natural to me. And so I'm just kind of like, I don't really know where to start. So I'm just going to kind of leave it. You know what I mean? So it's like one of those things where I'm like, I don't really know much about it. I'm just going to stay out of it. Kind of things. Easy thing to Google though. Google I know. affirmations and, and that kind of stuff. I don't know. It's hard again to create a routine that allows me to do that all the time. Mm -hmm. Because to me, that's something that I need to add into a routine that I don't have. Well, for our listeners, because I don't know a whole ton about the affirmations manifestation stuff either. Uh, so for anybody who's listening who knows, feel free to DM us and share you know, how you practice those things and, and maybe like also any stories of like think times that you've manifested and uh, here's Stel's cat coming on screen um, times that you've manifested and things have come true for you. Like we, we are, we believe it. And so we're, we'd love to hear about um, our listeners experiences with that. Yeah. Yeah. This is also a form of self care. Yeah. Holding a cat. Like my baby. She's so cute. She's quite large, but she's quite calm always. Yes. This is a reminder anyway. you guys didn't know our YouTube is fully up and running. So if you want to see Stell's cat, and a lot of people, one of my friends says, oh my God, my ADHD is so bad, Sarah. I can't just listen to the podcast. Please upload things to YouTube. I need to watch it. I think it's just, it, it's just crazy to me that anybody would sit and watch this as like a basically as like a tv show so flattered but it's crazy so i we didn't prioritize youtube at first because we're like who's gonna watch us and then the outpouring like 
where's the YouTube? Where's the YouTube we want to watch? And we want to see your reactions. We want to see your cat. We want to see your booby mug. Like, anyway, so that's just a, a reminder. If you don't, if you'd rather be watching us, if you're listening and you'd rather be watching, Everyday Sex on YouTube has all of our episodes uh, up until for season one and season two. So yes. uh, sign in on that. Um, okay, the next one we wrote is having your priorities in order to help you feel connected. What would you say about that? <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like just reading it and it's kind of making me feel weird because I don't know what I'm actually trying to say. Again, I'm working on communication. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Well, I, so what I take away from that is um, having your priorities straight, like, you know, your work and your family life, your relationship, all that, and just feeling feeling like you have a plan in place kind of on the daily a little bit and like the time management of feeling like you're in control. Like when you have too much going on and you can't seem to get it like all within a day, you're going to feel disconnected and Mm. feel more connected, having your priorities lined out, lined up. And um, like, I would, I connect, I would, I would connect the word connected with grounded. And I personally, if I feel like I'm, organized and my calendar looks good and I and I feel like I've got my priorities in line I feel more grounded and then in turn more confident in what I'm doing and just more comfortable in life yeah that's is that's that pretty you, much is that what you want yeah I'm 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 feeling like that like it's also like uh I saw a thing was like surround yourself by people who push you and like bring you closer to your goal and like that's like a priority of mine surrounding myself around people who are going to help me grow mm-hmm. and priorities like I don't know like drinking just isn't a priority for me anymore and like so it's like what's priority like me getting outside is a priority like me having some me time is a priority me having some time with my friends is a priority like me going out to eat out to dinner is a priority because I know I like trying new places and I like going to my regular places to eat because mm-hmm. the, it brings me joy. Mm-hmm. Well, and you, like, you prioritizing a night alone where you're mm-hmm. charging. But there's a list of like top to bottom, like what is more important to me. So like, also like those last few things, like they're at the end of the list, really. Like I don't really need to be going out, but like being alone is like really important for me because and I never used to take that time alone and I used to get I used to feel like I was like building up so much stress and so much like just exhaustion but now I'm like learning to like have me alone time and it's really really important mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I agree okay next one that's, uh, that's a really good the next one you wrote is really a really really strong one go ahead uh, so like the stigma between behind like self-care and men and mask women so i don't know like i just like see so much i follow this podcast this like podcast account on tiktok i forget it's like men men like who like sit down and talk or it's like men i forget men and feelings or something like that and it's just a bunch of guys who sit down and actually talk about their feelings. And like, I, and they're like famous people. 
And it's just like so nice to see because I find I don't see that ever. And I know they know that they're doing something big, but it's like, it sucks that it has to be something big, right? Mm -hmm. That men are like openly talking about their feelings and being emotional on, on video and talking about things that like we know that are going on, but like it's like frowned upon and stuff like that. And it's just like, how is that fair? Like, and, and I think it's just like really important to like know that self care is like super important for everyone, like on any level. And so like, even like mass women, like, I don't know. I feel like we're also put in this bracket of like, because we look like men, we have to hide our emotions, mostly like men. We have to be the tough ones and all this stuff. And like, I don't know. It's not logical. Yeah. Why should women or however you identify, if you identify as a woman or whatever, why are we more entitled to self-care and emotions and like mental health? Like why is it that a man being like, depressed is like weak you know what I mean like oh that like what do you mean like just like you're fine like chin up like shake it off boys don't cry like all that kind of stuff whereas yeah we're raised that women are 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 very emotional as people would say but as we as we know like everybody has a balance of masculine and feminine energy within them and it is Mm. completely incorrect to say that men are not it's not okay for men to feel those things. And in relationships, like uh, in heterosexual relationships that I've had, like for sure there, there was that like idea that he needed to be tough and and not cry and be this and that. And then I was the one could cry. And like them crying was like such a big deal. If your boyfriend like cries, it's like, we are all humans across the same playing field. And just, I don't know. I think it's just good to raise awareness for men's mental health in general or people that identify that way. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. So the next one is also this. So I actually saw this on somewhere and it was like these five or so was it five? Yeah. Five like levels of self care that are like really make up the whole of self care. And it was like physical self-care, mental self-care, social self-care, spiritual self-care, and emotional self-care. Like, are you doing them all? You know what I mean? And like, I think in, like you got to do them all in order to feel like closer to yourself, I guess. I don't know. I just feel like it's so important. Like, I didn't realize like, yes, I was doing my mental self-care and like social self-care but like, was I really doing like spiritual or physical or music or, or like emotional? And I think, like, I think that out of these, what is, is it? Five, one, two, three, four, yeah. five. Yeah. Some, like, I think if I were to sit down and wait, like put a weight on priority or prioritize these five, it would be different than the way you'd list them. And it'd be different than the way the next person lists them. And that's perfectly yeah. okay. And knowing you know, I think if you, even if you just like a, a, a journaling practice that we could come from this conversation is writing down those five headlines of different types of self-care 
and then putting two or three bullets of how you practice that type, that self-care. How do you practice physical self-care? Sleeping in, indulging in your favorite dessert or whatever. How do, and then how do you practice spiritual? Is it meditation? Is it mindfulness? Is it whatever? And just having a better, sometimes even just, I find writing down these thoughts help kind of, you know, get your, get your mind working and remind you how important each of those five are. And I think some weeks you're going to be doing one more than another. And you might notice a week goes by, you haven't even touched on then a different one. Like I think the ultimate goal in life is to have a balance of the five and have yeah. habits for each of the five where you don't even think about it. And it's just part yeah. of your daily life, but starting with like, again, a journal exercise, starting with writing down the five, and how you practice them will give you a better chance at creating habits. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. That's yeah, that's super good. Yes. Um, the last one that we wrote <laughs> is another good one. Um, and I never, I, I surprised I didn't think about it cause it's such a big part of my life. Uh, music and self care. So when I wake up in the morning, okay. I, reach over my phone before I even look at what my notifications, I put my music on. Why are you laughing? <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Okay. You need to be on YouTube to see what's going on. For the this self-care. is like, I'm, it's, a, it's supposed it to be a kitten face. It's Please supposed to be a kitten on. face. It's kind of scary. <laughs> of a cat's face. Guys, this is horrific. I'm scarred. Please put it back on or take it. I give us thumbnail. <laughs> Self care 101 face masks. Please make that a thumbnail. <laughs> oh God. Holy that shit. Is, I'm is a- you in your profile picture? Holy <laughs> That's horrific. <laughs> so jokes wow cute funny shit i've seen all day sorry sorry yes so music i wake up in the morning i put music on i have music on from the second i wake up oh my god to (laughs) the second that i fall asleep with music playing i have music on all the time i find it incredibly important to my mental health even to like be listening to my favorite music when I'm in the shower. I think I've talked on here before about like sexually, I always have music on, whether I'm playing by myself or with a partner, I have my sex playlist. I have, um, and I think I said before I would link that in the show notes this time. I actually am going to remember this is self. I'm going to put my sex playlist in Spotify for Spotify link in the show notes. So you guys can get into that because I'm pretty proud of it. And anyways, I think music is a huge part of daily life and then in turn a huge part of self-care. So, yeah, go ahead. I agree. That's really important. Um, I'm kind of the same way you are. I wake up and like I do things and I always listen to music. Like I'm like always listening to music. I think it's something that just soothes me. And like it really goes depending on my mood for sure. And it does help. And it's like, a huge form of self-care because it's like it's like a way of like it's almost like journaling but just by listening to music and journaling is good too but like you know what I mean it's like a way of expression that like I don't know that like you that you just you just don't really 
I don't know. You don't really have to think about it because you just like listen and you feel it. Well, like on a nice warm day, driving with the windows down, sunshine, and having that nice like music that you love blasting in the speakers. Like there is nothing like that feeling. Like that just feels good. And um, yeah, I think keeping like whether also for people that are um, musically like talented, playing music is a huge form of self care. And, and just re- relaxation or, or any of that, or just meditation, audio tracks that you listen to, to help you practice your meditation or like relax or to fall asleep or anything. I just think like something we, we could do a whole episode on is each of your senses. Like what is your self-care when it comes to smells? I always have candles going. I have my incense burning and taste. Is it a food that you love? Is it a drink? Whatever. And sound. Is it the music you love? Is it the noisemaker that plays the ocean when you're falling asleep? Like there's just so many ways that our, our senses are yeah. so critical to our overall self-care. No, I agree. Yes. No, I think basically from this like entire episode, like, what we can't stress enough is like, do you girl like really just like, like fucking like you're important. You know what I mean? So like start taking care of yourself the way you take care of other people because like you deserve it just as much as those, as like the people that you're giving it to. Mm -hmm. Whether it be like family member, your kid, your partner, your friend, just Yeah, and I guarantee you, life will feel better if you just make some time for yourself. Mm -hmm. I agree. And so on that note, okay, in closing, we are here for you. We love you. We support you. We want to hear from you. We want to talk with you. We love getting messages from people telling us about how much they like how important this podcast is listening to it, whatever, or people that come to us for advice on a breakup or our parents or whatever. Like we are here. We want to listen. We want to help. And we, whether it's something we discussed today or discussed at any other time on this podcast, reach out if you want to talk more about things, whether it be sobriety or sexual pleasure or with a partner or being gay or coming out or any of these things. Stella and I are here for you 100% of the time and it brings us joy to hear from you and to help if we can. So, um, so we hope that you are prioritizing yourself and your self care, like Stella said, and let us know if there's anything that we can do to help with that. Wonderfully said. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, on that, Thanks everyone for everything for making this possible. Like mm-hmm. we wouldn't be talking about this stuff if it wasn't for the people listening. Mm-hmm. So just like keep st- sticking around with us and liking our videos and subscribing and letting rating and whatever, all that fun stuff. And leave us your comments. We want to know what you think. Mm-hmm. If you think it's a funny episode, I don't care. Put it, put it. Mm-hmm. I dare you to. Dare you. Yeah. Dare you. Yeah. Anyways, dare. Also, wait, yeah. so, wait, wait, wait. Okay, number one, 
if you've stuck around this long, holy shit, we're like an hour and a half in. So shout out to you. We hope this has been interesting. Don't forget about our discount code um, EGS15 for 15% off uh, some of the products from the Blending Bar um, aromatherapy line. So we're really excited about that partnership. And I just want to just add that in at the end here, not to forget about oh, that. And I'm going to have all that information in the show notes, show description, yeah. whatever that is. And exactly. yeah, so yeah. thank you again to Amy. Yeah. I wish I could meet you. Maybe mm-hmm. one day I will. If I make my way. I'm I will have to. This is a different, you, you were here with air mattresses and no fucking clue what I was doing ever anything. Now I'm like an expert tour guide. I've got like an yeah. Excel sheet of all the different things to do. Like you got to oh, I'm not even surprised you have that. Yeah, I know. Shocking. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. So we love you guys. Thanks for listening. And thanks for coming.